Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On this show, I have talked at length about the importance of eating enough protein, but sometimes eating protein throughout the day can be a challenge. However, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts and is the perfect addition to your day. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, over 10% of your daily value. It's one of the highest protein nuts out there. But that's not all. Pistachios are also known for their fiber and better for you unsaturated fats, which we all need in our diet. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on your summer adventures. So whether you're dropping off the kids or running between meetings, fuel up with a healthy and tasty snack. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Welcome to the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. We're putting black girl magic in motion. This show is dedicated to reinventing wellness for women of color. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Welcome back to the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. It's your host, Lestrandra here. I am excited to just dig in with y'all today. I need you to take a deep breath, maybe fix some tea. I need you to like really pull those shoulders back deep breath, prepare yourself because today we are going to have a juicy, juicy conversation about an incredibly important topic. And that is hashtag wellness so white. Yes, I am being punny. I am making a play off of the hashtag Oscars so white from a couple years ago. What you going to do about it? So today we're going to talk about um, specifically the wellness scene pertaining to the internet and the social media space and the lack of diversity in that space, which is something that I think in the past year or two, people have really started recognizing and have really started calling out and holding more accountability for, which is incredible. Um, But I still think that we have a lot of work to do, and I still think that there are a lot of conversations to be had Hence why I created this podcast and changed my whole brand because I'd rather talk about being a black girl than being a fruit. Um, and I am just so freaking excited to really dig into this topic today. We're, we're going in, but it's going to be good. It's going to be beneficial for everybody because we're going to get honest. We're going to get real and we're going to talk about why the wellness space online is so white, why 
it is actually imperative that that changes and some things that we can all do um, to make wellness feel less white. So first of all, when I say hashtag wellness so white, I don't want to position that in a way to say that whiteness is bad um, because whiteness is not bad or good. It's not really anything related to being good or bad. It is just a thing, right? Some people are white. Some people are not. Um, So that's not to say that being white is a bad thing or that whiteness in general is a bad thing. When I say wellness so white, I mean wellness so narrow. I mean wellness so unapproachable. I mean that we have such a small group of people kind of at the top driving influence for something as important as providing resources and information about our health that don't represent all of us. And I'm going to talk about the problems that stem from that. So that's what I mean when I say wellness so white. Um, And we're really going to just get into it, y'all. So I have been in the wellness space for the past five years now. Uh, I first became a certified personal trainer in 2013. Uh, Soon after that, I think like a week after I got certified, started teaching fitness classes. I was teaching like CrossFit style boot camps and I've done everything from that to one-on-one personal training. I've taught kind of your big group X classes. I've done um, online training. I've kind of, I've done it all. And I've also done it all from the client's perspective. I worked with personal trainers. I've taken a million and one fitness classes. I've done the fitness influencer thing. Like I have done the wellness thing front, back, and side to side over the past several years. Um, And the wellness space's lack of diversity is something that I've always been aware of, and it is something that I've always felt uncomfortable with, but I would often push those feelings down. When I would go to classes and I would be the only person of color there, I was freaking uncomfortable AF, but I would kind of stuff those feelings down. Um, In my beginning stages of being a blogger and of being on Instagram, I would really try to be super vanilla and really didn't put parts of my personality or parts of myself out there because I wanted to appeal to everybody and I didn't want to alienate anybody. So I just wanted to be super boring and super vanilla and super plain to try to make everybody happy. And that just didn't really work. I did it for a series of years. I think now you guys are seeing my like teenage rebellion from that. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just over it. But for so many years, I really, really did it. And what really started that evolution for me where I said, okay, I can't ignore this anymore. I need to face it. I need to be honest about it. I need to be honest with my readers. I need to be honest with myself. Um, was when I got an email from a reader earlier this year. So this reader is someone who found me um, through my friend Christina Rice's podcast. If you guys don't follow Christina Rice, uh, her podcast, Wellness Realness, is incredible. She's an incredible resource. The girl knows 
more than like anyone when it comes to health and wellness. Um, And I have been on her podcast several times throughout the past couple of years. So this reader reached out to me because she found me through Christina's podcast Um, And she reached out to me after I attended an event called the Good Fest. And the Good Fest is a really cool wellness-focused festival. I think they've had like three Good Fests now. And I went to the one in February 2018 that was in Los Angeles. Um, And, of course, there were lots of people like posting pictures. It was like every wellness blogger you could think of was there. Everyone was posting pictures. Everyone was talking about it. Um, The wellness space was kind of buzzing about it for a couple of days after that weekend because so many people were there. And this reader um, reached out to me after kind of taking in some of the content that people were creating after that event. So I'm just going to read an excerpt from the email that she sent me. She said... I've been in the health and fitness space myself for about six years now and currently work at a fitness company as a marketing manager, but I gravitated towards your personality the most out of all of Christina's guests thus far. I've been following her and people in the same space for a couple years, but I couldn't figure out why your episode with her was so impactful. As I was scrolling through all of the pictures and videos of Good Fest this weekend, it finally hit me that I gravitated towards you because you're the only non-white girl there, at least from what I saw. I'm a Latina from New York City, and all of my close friends are multicultural. I loved your episode because the vernacular you used was exactly like me and my friends use. I haven't seen or heard someone that I felt like I connected with in this space, so I really just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for the great content you're putting out and for being yourself so that people like me can feel like we have a a voice in this mostly white blonde world. I also appreciate that you talked about struggling with being a little bit thicker and working through those struggles as I'm right there with you, girl. So when I got this email, it literally like stopped me in my tracks. I think I was on my phone, like walking through the airport to leave LA after the Good Fest. And it, I like, like it took my breath for a second. And I had to like stop and soak in like the words that were on the screen. Um, and honestly, honestly, ever since I read this email, I have not been the same person. Like, this email from that woman sparked a significant change in me personally, in me professionally. It, it, I am a changed person ever since I read that email. And I think where I'm at now in terms of my content and what I'm putting out there is literally a direct result of receiving this email. Um, when I received that, that is when I realized that what I'm doing isn't about me, right? I didn't share that excerpt from that uh, email with you guys to be like, Les is the savior who's going to save the wellness spaces diversity problem because I'm not. I alone cannot make this space more diverse. I don't represent a large collective of people. I only represent myself. And me as a black woman, yeah, sure, having me 
in more spaces, it's going to add a different perspective. But I will also say that even as a black woman, the amount of privilege that I have is not representative of everybody. Like I will be the first one to call out my light skin privilege that I have lighter skin, which means that there are going to be some things that are going to be a little bit easier for me Um, that I have, even though these days I'm rocking my natural hair, I have loose curly ringlets. I'm not exactly rocking like a 4C fro and things would be probably a lot different for me if I were. So like relying on me alone to solve the diversity problem in wellness, it's just that's that's not going to solve the problem because I don't represent everybody and I still have my own bits of privilege that I benefit from and I recognize that. However, when I read that email, it really proved to me the importance of merely existing and showing up and how when we as individuals just show up, like, right? I didn't do anything. I just like went to an event and took some selfies with some of my blogger friends. But by just showing up and by being there and being visible, I then had an impact on this young woman, right? Because I said, hey, you know, there are no people of color here and it is uncomfortable, but I'm going to benefit from this information just as much as everyone else. She got the message that, hey, even if she's surrounded by people who don't look like her, her wellness matters. She benefits from that content just as much as everyone else. And like, heck yeah, girl, stand in your power and be there and do that, right? And... It also showed that we connect with people who feel like our people, right? People who talk like us, people who speak our same language, people who move the way we do, people who we feel like we would be friends with in real life or that remind us of our friends in real life. That relatability is so important from a content standpoint that I probably said a lot of similar things that a lot of other fitness bloggers said in that interview, but because she felt like she could hear her voice through my voice, it resonated with her that much more. And that is why diversity in the wellness space is so freaking important. Not because of what we're saying or what we're doing is so different, but just that representation of a greater collective to reach more people can have such a profound impact. I also want to talk a little bit more just from a nuts and bolts standpoint why it's so important that the wellness space have a wider span of representation. Um, First of all, this is probably the biggest one. No single group, that means cisgender females, that means males, that means a certain race, that means a certain age, like no individual group's health and well-being matters or is more important than the other right? No single group of people are more worthy of wellness and nourishment and self-care than anyone else, period. Like, period. We are all worthy. Now, with that come complications. 
with that come greater conversations around access, right? That is like probably the number one thing when it comes to the issue with wellness and the issue with the diversity and the issue with products and things that are promoted is access. Not everyone can get these things. Not everyone can make space for it. Not everyone can afford it. However, setting that aside, no one's health matters more than the other person. We are all equally as worthy of taking care of ourselves, of moving our bodies, of being strong, of nourishing ourselves, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, equally as worthy as the next person. However, when we only see images that look one way, that don't feel inclusive of who we are, that sends the message that we're not worthy of that, right? That sends the message that our mental health doesn't matter, that our physical health doesn't matter, that self-care isn't available to us, that it's only available if you fit into a certain box. And that is wrong. It's not okay. But that's the message that we send when we only promote or only follow or only glamorize wellness that looks one specific way. All right? That's the big one. And the other, the other fact of why the wellness space needs a wider span of representation in terms of people providing information, in terms of content, in terms of who's represented and whose photo is shown and, and who is visible is because, let's be real, some groups are actually disadvantaged and because of generational circumstances need, need with like a capital N more wellness and self-care practices to work through that generational trauma, right? So whether that is unhealthy patterns passed down from generation to generation, or I know um, for black women specifically, there's a phenomenon called the superwoman phenomenon, where is that it's the expectation that black women are here to save us all, that black women are here to take care of everything. They're the ones who hold it down at home. They're the ones who take care of their kids. They're the ones who take care of everyone else's kids, right? It's that idea that, uh, you know, Michelle Obama and Oprah are going to save us all from our current political climate, right? It's always the responsibility of the black woman to take care of everyone else, but the actual true stress that comes from that and the impact that black women see on their health because of that is actually very significant. And there's actually a lot of scientific literature coming out and studies that are actually showing that this is a real thing and a real problem. So these groups need, need these wellness and self-care practices to work through all of that and to undo all of that. And it goes back to my first point about that worthiness for all of us. So not only is everyone just as worthy as the next person, but two, there are groups who are suffering from generational patterns and from societal trauma that we need wellness practices to help us cope with, all right? That is why the wellness space needs a wider span of representation so that everyone can have somewhere to go to see themselves in the content that they consume. Okay, so let's talk about ways we can make wellness feel less white. Um, and I think that this is something that kind of can fall on all of us or we can all do our part no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, 
we can all do our part here. There's one of these little nuggets that I'm about to give that everyone can take and do something with to make wellness feel more inclusive. And that can really broaden the scope of representation for all of our benefit. All right. So we know the why. Now let's talk about the how. Ways we can make wellness feel less white. So tip number one, and this is going to be a tip that is specifically for my fellow people of color. And that is to show up to spaces, take up space, and bring your community with you. What do I mean by that? That means really taking a look at your physical space and looking at situations where maybe you are the only person of color there. And instead of letting that be a deterrent from doing something, taking that perspective of saying, dang, if I weren't here, (laughs) there would be no diversity here right? And as uncomfortable as that is, trust me all, I know it's uncomfortable because as I said, we started this podcast off with a story of me being one of very few people of color at a huge event. It happens to me all the time and it makes me feel so uncomfortable. But I have to remind myself that if I weren't there, no one would have been. And it's never going to get better if there aren't more of us there. So we have to show up to these spaces. We have to take up space, right? Be seen, be heard, like be a force, take up space and bring our communities with us. I don't know about you, but for me, I know I've gone to countless workout classes, countless yoga classes specifically. Um, Often my morning workouts at the gym, I am usually the only woman of color in all of these spaces. Um, And if that is you, then that's a really great opportunity to bring your community with you, to bring a friend or to maybe bring that instructor to do something in a community with a more diverse population to really help people feel more included and more comfortable in those spaces. Again, if we're going to have more diversity in the spaces, someone is going to have to physically be there to do it, right? So that's tip number one for ways we can make wellness feel less white, especially for my fellow people of color. Show up to those spaces. Don't, don't play small. Take up space. Bring your community with you. All right. Ways we can make wellness feel less white. Tip number two. Um, broaden who you follow. And this is a tip for everyone. Broaden who you follow. Follow people from diverse backgrounds. And I'm talking about social media. I'm talking about the blogs you read. I'm talking about the content you consume. Follow people from diverse backgrounds in the wellness space. All right. When it comes to social media, when it comes to content, we are what we consume. And if you are constantly consuming content from people that you have no connection with, it's never going to feel real to you, right? It's never going to feel real. It's never going to resonate. So I think that's a twofold. That is one, finding people from diverse backgrounds to follow in the wellness space, people of different ages, people of different races, people of different backgrounds, people of different specialties, people of differing opinions, right? Diversity isn't just one thing, like people who bring different things to the table. Because when we're all learning from each other and boosting each other up, we all benefit from that. 
And I actually want to add a little a little extra nugget to this one. Don't just follow people from diverse backgrounds. Really engage with them. Like if you're following someone in the wellness space who's maybe a smaller account, maybe a person of color who you've sought out to really broaden your horizon, don't be a, a ghost grammar. Like comment, engage. If they post something that really resonates with you, share it. Have a friend follow. Like, let's really boost this up. Let's really build these people up. Because unfortunately, when it comes to social media, numbers are oftentimes equated to not only relevance, um, but they're often equated to knowledge. And that's just not true. The people who are the biggest are not always the most knowledgeable. They're not always the ones who should be speaking for everyone and giving advice to everyone. So let's help these smaller influencers from different backgrounds really get that boost. Don't just be a ghost grammar. Don't just scroll mindlessly and read and take all the goodness from what they share without giving them anything back. And for most influencers and for most people who are content creators and who are sharing, all they want is to know that their content resonated with you. So seek out some people of all different backgrounds. I will link some of my favorite accounts in the show notes of people that I really love and admire from all different backgrounds within the wellness space. Give them a follow. Like, comment, share, subscribe, whatever it is. Like, show them some serious love so that we can really get some motion happening to shake up this wellness space, especially in the online world. All right, and tip number three, ways we can make wellness feel less white. This is a big one, y'all. I'm not trying to come for your edges, but I might just a little bit, a little bit. Hold on to your edges. Please learn more about the cultural significance of the wellness practices that you are participating in. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. I know your edges. I'm sorry. They'll grow back. Learn more about the cultural significance of the wellness practices that you are participating in. And I think that this is especially relevant, I think, for a lot of Eastern cultures. Um, Over the past decade or so, cultural appropriation has just caught on like wildfire for a lot of really ancient sacred practices for a lot of Eastern cultures, whether it is something as simple as a lot of yoga practices. I mean, hi, We have, like, watered yoga down to the ground. Like, if you are a self-proclaimed yogi of the physical practice, maybe take some time to dig into the history of yoga. Maybe take some time to dig into the more spiritual sides of yoga so that you can truly understand where it comes from, right? Talk to someone from that culture to understand the significance of those practices with that person so that you can really, truly understand what it is you're running around talking about and posting on social media and doing and saying and drinking and eating and burning and diffusing, right? And hi, y'all, This I'm just as guilty of this as everybody else. Um, but the, the next time you sip on your matcha, maybe look up like, where does matcha come from, right? Japanese, Japanese culture. Learn a little bit more about that. Next time you whip up a golden milk, learn a little bit more about 
golden milk and where it comes from and traditions around it. Just learn more about the cultural significance of these things that we are all guilty of appropriating every single day. And if you do talk about these things, maybe on social media, pay a little, pay a little homage to, to the cultures that it originated from, right? I think we can all be very quick to jump on bandwagons, but it's really important to understand where that came from before the bandwagon gets too far down the street. Am I right? I mean, I think I'm right, but I will let you (laughs) come to your own conclusion there. All right, so let's do a little let's do a little recap here. Ways we can make wellness feel less white. One, this this first tip is specifically for my fellow POC is just to continue showing up spaces, continue taking up space and to bring our community with us because if we don't go places out of fear of being the only person of color, there's just never going to be any people of color in those spaces. So Be there, show up, take up space. You never know who's watching and who's going to be inspired to go to that place or to do that thing because they see you there. Tip number two, diversify who you're following a little bit. Follow people from diverse backgrounds in the wellness space. Gender, age, race, thought, specialty, all of it, all of it. And again, you can go to my show notes uh, for a link to some of my favorite accounts of all different backgrounds to follow because we like to spread the love here. And tip number three for making wellness feel less white, learn more about the cultural significance of the wellness practices that you are participating in, right? Cultural appropriation is real. By this point, I think we have all seen Bring It On. Y'all are acting like the Toros. These practices are the Clovers. And y'all, we can't, we can't, keep, can't keep ripping off the Clovers without paying them their respect, right? So let's understand the cultural significance of these practices that we are appropriating. All right, and there you have it. Those are my thoughts around hashtag wellness so white. I would love to hear from you about this topic. Hit me up on Instagram, either my Instagram at balancedless or at the podcast Instagram at Balanced Black Girl Podcast. Leave me a comment. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what you think of this topic. Or if you you have other ideas of ways we can make wellness feel less white, let me know. Let's share it. Let's have a conversation. If you like this podcast, please, please, please do me a favor. Subscribe here on iTunes and leave an iTunes review. I am just getting started with all of this. So I would really, really appreciate um, your reviews. It's going to help us grow. It's going to help us get great guests in the future. I would just really, really appreciate it. And of course, you can catch up with all things Balanced Black Girl at uh, balancedblackgirl.com. So until next time, friends, thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon.